are we having a party here? I don't know. Polishing profits. BSC industry experts share strategies for growing a thriving cleaning company. Well, welcome to Polishing Profits, and this is Mark Anderson, and we have Ed Selkow there in the janitor's closet. Good spot for him. Yeah. Ed, wave at the people. <laughs> I'm, 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 in, I'm in my robe. Yeah. Good to know. Don't stand up. Well, you know why? Because I can. <laughs> because I can. Sharon, obviously, you're not in your robe. You want to say no, hello? Not in my robe. That's not right now. So, okay. No, no, no. Obviously, I'm not either, but I could use Ed's famous line, I am sitting in my shorts. You just can't see me. <laughs> now that you have that mental image, I'm sure you're moving on to the next podcast. Well, with all that said, we're going to continue talking about bidding and walkthroughs. And today we're going to primarily focus on the single walkthrough where you've got a buyer that is bringing in the contractors one by one. So in other words, you're not in a group or I think as Sharon called it a cattle call. I have a few other names for it, but I can't use them on the podcast. And anyway, so we're going to talk strictly about the psychological side, how to start building a relationship with your customer, asking the right questions so you can win the bid. We talked about a lot about the physical aspects of a walkthrough last time we did our uh, Polishing Profits podcast. And today we're going to talk about the psychological portion on the one-to-one walkthrough, not the group walkthrough. So we had a little feedback. We were confusing apples with oranges bouncing between groups and one-to-one. So today we're going to handle the one-to-one. So with that, one minute and 45 seconds, according to my timer introduction, Sharon, since you do all the scripting, I'm going to let you open the vault, all right? Okay. I feel like these walkthroughs are your window into the mind of your prospective customer. You really have an opportunity to get some key information that's going to help you prepare your estimate and your pricing. Some of it beyond the building specifics, which we covered last time. Things such as why a change is being made. And you can gather a lot from what they tell you. Now, what you're going to encounter on these walkthroughs is sometimes a very chatty Kathy, and sometimes people will be very tight-lipped. Over the course of my experience, I had prospective buyers who actually went to an old filing cabinet, pulled out a copy of the contract and showed me the contract, what they were paying and what the scope of work was and all of it. And then I had others when I would ask questions such as, what is your budget for this work? I had them say, well, give it your best shot. So they were not forthcoming with anything. So you'll encounter both kinds. When you find the chatty Kathy, that is the time to really zero in and get every bit of information you can. Things like why the change is being made. If you see that a company has gone through cleaning companies and broken contracts and they've gone through five or six in a year's time, that's a red flag. That's really something you need to be totally aware of that could not go in your favor. What didn't they like about the previous company? What did they like about the previous company? 
tell me how you felt about them. You're firing them, but let me know what were your hot buttons. Things like that. And I really recommend that you develop a list of these questions so they'll come to mind quickly when you do it over and over and over. You'll have them ready for when you get chatty Cathy and he or she is ready to spill the beans. Go for it. You know, don't leave any stone unturned. Get every bit of information you can. Bean spilling has a lot to do with why they're out to bid. If they're upset and it's been a long road trying to get correction and haven't, they're more likely to spill the beans or give you more information so you can successfully make the change than they are if they're just testing the market for price. But to your point, you want to get that figured out in a hurry on a one-to-one walkthrough. Yeah. And that was one of our first questions, why the change? And then you got to be willing to drill down on that. Uh You can't take that first answer. Well, you know, we're checking the market. Well, that's interesting. Why are you checking the market? Well, it's just time. Well, how's the service been? Well, it's been okay. Are you happy with the people? You start drilling down. You know, you talk about the service. Uh You talk about the people. You talk about the price. You know, that's my three Ps, performance the people that are on the job or your personality of the company and the pricing. And all three of those, those three stars have to line up to win the job. Right. And I won't go, but you know, you've got to have the right price. You got to have the right people that are going to take care of that client or the company's personality of the people, people or personality. So you got price performance and personality. And those are the questions. And we always focused on those things when we went in on a one-to-one walkthrough because again like one of you said that's our time to shine start building that relationship and i'll back the truck up one step further you already should have them predisposed to wanting to purchase your services because back when you and ed and i did this we knocked on doors we had coffee with people we met them we gave them material they depended on the owner or the representative to educate They don't do that anymore. Education's done through marketing. And not just your website. I'm talking about the emails you send, the things that you do for them, how you involve them, the videos you have out. They pretty well know. I think I read 80% of people today are informed before they call and ask anybody to come talk to them. You can get all of that. That's true. So you have to remember, they got to get predisposed. So those were the three things we looked at. And strategically, I we, we were never on a walkthrough. And I'll put this, you know, again, we did this for 40 years. I'll leave years one through 10 out. And let's say I'm always talking about 10 through 40. We were never going to walk through that we didn't want the business. And by that, I mean, we had people targeted. It wasn't, do you need your building clean? And we were there. We were after, we had a war room, we had a board. We knew who we wanted, what size they were. Did they fit well with us? We had done a lot of research. So anytime we were invited, we were already as well informed about that company Mm -hmm. as we could be and knew that we wanted them and what we would do strategically to win this opportunity. So that's a bit of how we approach it. Ed, what was your strategy and tactics and approach in the walkthroughs on a one-to-one? Well, there was really two separate times for me. One was when I was absolutely clueless, okay? And I did my best to work out some strategy on the walkthroughs and so forth. But everything changed for me completely when I took the advice of the folks that I was working for 
and forgot all the sales crap. And my job was just to make friends. And so I would be hyper sensitive about beginning some sort of a relationship. Okay. So look, if they weren't chatty, I'm not going to be chatty. You know what I mean? I'll keep it like to the point. So, you know, I think one of the things is if they're not going to turn out to be old buddies real quick, at least they should respect you as a professional. Right. You know, that's the bare minimum. Some of that. And once again, there was two different times in my career, two separate times. The other one was that you had to look professional. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people coming in in golf shirts and all that stuff. It's like that was a loser in my mind, you know. Hey, um, hey, watch it. The golf shirt on here, you know. Well, that's nice. all right. Well, the other one was, you know, I always lost mud when there was some gorgeous woman in there doing the walkthrough, you know, and he's got his eye. Yeah, I always thought, uh-oh, I could be in trouble here. I want to go back to a point. We talked about the people who want to give you information. We're talking about relationships. Real quick on building rapport. You have to be like your client. And if you studied, some people have this naturally. You can look at neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. I was a registered trainer in that at one time, but it's called pacing. And, you know, if, if they're not talking, you ask the minimum questions. If you ask a minimum question and they get aggravated, you ask a different question. So it gets down to your pacing your client while you're there talking. That's how you're going to build the relationship. Right. And, you know, if they don't want to tell you, you don't ask, you find something, you ask another question. And that's the rapport building side, Ed, which is what you said, relationships, rapport building, they're one and the same. And it's knowing yeah. how to ask those questions when listening to the response you're getting back and responding in kind. So just, well, I wanted to hitchhike and off It's that. really sales 101. People mm -hmm. do business with people they know, like, and trust. So mm -hmm. your mission during that walkthrough is to convey those three things. They need to get to know you. They need to like you by the end of the walkthrough, and certainly they need to trust you. You need to build some trust by the end of the walkthrough, because if you can't bring home those three, you're not going to close the deal. You know, the one thing That's that I always found people were interested in chatting about was their own company, what they're doing. And I was always interested. I wanted to know, what do you guys do here? You know, I was going to say mention if they've just recently won an award. Or they've been in the news for some reason. Bring that up during the walkthrough and show that you have done your research and your homework and you know what's going on in their business. That's so, so, it's, so, so yeah. it's perfectly okay to say, gee, I saw your CFO got let out in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> you might pass on that. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> it's so different, man, having coached this last 10 years. You know, when we got information, we got a lot of it in the lobby where they displayed their awards, yes. their mission statement, their values. You had to pick all that up in the lobby. You'd read. They'd have their magazines out, whatever they had done, who they were. Now you can get every bit of that on the Internet before you go. You can look up. Yes. And shame on you if you don't know your customer as well, if not better, your prospect as well, if not better than they do. What mm -hmm. they want, who they are, what their mission is, what their values it's all just search them now. And uh, you should know that. Well, one of the things we didn't mention yet is asking what the budget for the work is. Oh, good point. And I get clients all the time that say, can I ask that? And you can really ask whatever information you need to have. The only thing you might get told is no. And so then you keep going, you move on.
but asking what the budget, what they have in mind. Some people will, will tell you, some people will not. As I was told many times, give it your best shot. It's always helpful if you have a range, a budget range. You don't have to have an exact number, but if yep. you have a ballpark, because you may be doing this walkthrough and they'll give you the budget and you'll know there's no way in God's green acre that you can do that for what they're willing to pay. And then you pull out the sales tools. Then you still move forward with it, but at least you know where they're coming from and you're armed with that information when you're preparing your proposal. Yeah, it's, the budget question's interesting and so many people are afraid. And to your point, yeah. the worst they're going to say is no. Well, it's rude. I, it's rude to ask people about money. How much do you make? I mean, you'd never ask somebody that. It's just, I it's, always it's, ask. I always no, ask. But it's rude. It's, it's rude. So I don't know. I always ask the budget because yeah. that's not personal. But that's but, business. But, but that's, that's business. why the hesitation. That's why oh, people have the hesitation. Oh, you're talking about the people. Oh, I, I, I went the wrong way. People sense that it's rude to ask about money. There's yeah. where you're going yeah. at. The yeah, salesperson or the business owner. Sorry if I was back on the client. Yeah, it always got down to the way I got around it, or we did, was strictly, you know, look, you got a budget. You've told me, you know, this is at the end of it. You've only forecasted so much. You're only going to work with so much money and to spend. And I don't care to share into your point and something Ed said. I don't care if you give it to me exactly. Give me a range plus or minus five right. or ten. Give me an idea of what you're willing to spend to get the scope of work done you placed in front of me. Right. And I, I was very upfront. I was pretty transparent. Look, if I can do it and I can do it for less, you'll get it for less. If it's going to yeah. cost me more, I'm going to tell you it's going to get more. And if you want it for that price, I will tell you what you're going to get for that price. But I'm not going to be like everybody else and just match your budget and tell you you're going to get more. Now I start right. to Now exactly. we're into salesmanship. But yeah. the whole idea is, to earlier point, it's business. It's not rude to ask about business. It's not their personal money. It's the company's money. And believe me, they have a budget. And whoever they report to wants them to stay in that budget. So it's the rule of thumbs always ask what the budget is. Not what you're spending right. about the budget. It could be two different things. Right, right. But that, that's a must know question. Some people won't tell you. And so you just march along and go back and do your numbers. And one of the other things you can ask is how long the previous company had the contract. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that information, if that's not public information. You can ask because that gives you some insight. If they're going through many cleaning companies in a year, that's a red flag again. And if they've had a company for 15 years, now they're making a change. Whoa, you want to know what happened. Something happened uh, yep. to cause a contract to not be renewed after a lengthy amount of time. So maybe it was a change in management. Maybe it was a change in the operation of the cleaning company. You know, you don't know that, but that's valuable information to have. Definitely. And even if they're changing every contract period, you know, if every two yeah. years a contract. <clears throat> that's just where it goes. If every two years the contract comes up and they change companies, there's something deeper wrong. Because if I'm looking at something and it's six years, you go out every two years and you've changed a company. Somebody is not asking the right questions about what it's going to take to provide you the work and get the outcomes you want at the mm -hmm. price you want. There's something wrong then in the buying 
process of that buyer in my mind. Because if you keep rolling, unless you're just buying price. Now, if you're buying price, there's nothing wrong in their mind. But now we're going to circle back to the beginning of this conversation. You know, what's your budget? Are you going to spend more than that? And the other thing is asking what is a determiner in your purchasing? And people buy things, you know, they want a price. They're looking at quality and they're looking at the quality is the quality cleaning. Then they're looking at your ability to perform consistently. And all the three of those things go together. And, you know, that's when you want to ask somebody, well, what percentage is this decision weighted on price? Mm -hmm. If somebody goes, well, it's 60% on price, you're going to know, well, okay, you're shopping price. Now you Mm -hmm. have to make the decision when you go back, do I play the price shopping game? And Ed was a master at that in Florida. That's what he did. That's how you did your chops, right? Ed was pricing and getting in. It was always about tying the scope of work to the dollars. If you can make that connection, if you can get them to understand that, okay, you're halfway there. Yeah. Because there's a disconnect. They do not understand that the list of tasks that you it's possible to price them all out. And you've both done bids like that where you got to price everything out. You know, yeah. hell, I had one up in Canada. It was a big contract. And they wanted to know, so how much are the microfiber cloths going to cost you daily? And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Now, the other thing I'd like to bring up when we're talking about the money, another way to do that is to get more data on that issue is look for blank checks. What kind of extra services are you going to be able to provide there? You know, of course, mm-hmm. you're going to ask, are the carpets included? Okay. There's some basic stuff like that, but I mean, you can go on with that. And Mark, you did a whole lot of different stuff besides cleaning. So that opens up a door. And in some cases, you know, it's a blank check. Well, I think where you're going there, Ed, would be another podcast. And that's your pricing strategy after you gather the physical dimensions of the building and what you're doing, the psychological reasons and what the client's looking for. Now you're back at the table with yourself or your team figuring out how do we win this by connecting the scope of work with the pricing. with our performance and what we can deliver. And I think that's a whole nother podcast on thinking about your pricing because that is a strategic decision Yeah, on pricing. Well, I think we're good for today. Sharon, you want to wrap us up and take us out of here? We're just at about, by the time they edit this, the end of everybody's listening tolerance today with everything coming at them. So... (laughs) The Scrub Down, a recap of what was covered on today's episode. The goal for today was to make sure you understand that in addition to building specific questions, the psychological questions play a major role in how you price the account. Because again, you're seeking first the relationship and second the information specific to that account that you will need to put together a profitable and yet competitive proposal or pricing to make. So practicing what questions you want to ask and understanding the reasons and how they play into your estimating process is the key tool that you need to develop during your walkthrough. Ed, what's your wrap up on this real quick? Uh, what I was just going to say, if you're able to 
disassemble this in your own mind so you know what you're doing here, you can kind of look at it like there are, you know, there's hard data and then there's soft data. The hard data is all of the physical, you know, how many square feet, how many bathrooms, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But the soft data is what we're talking about now, the psychological thing, you know, which by the way, might not be the same for everybody in the organization. If you got three guys on, you know, on maintenance, they might not all agree what the top situation is going to be. Right. So I think with that, we'll conclude this episode of Polishing Profits and we will see everybody again. And I say we go for pricing this next time. What do you guys think? Yep. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Everybody take care. And until next time, polish your profits. That's the best I can come up with. Adios. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.